I'm purposely making swim run a sport that isn't just for the elite. We have to make this sport here for your everyday um, swimmer or your everyday runner who's going to train a bit more in, in their you know weaker discipline and just have a crack. So no, I'm pretty excited. I, just, I love the variety of people. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I am Chip. And I'm Chris, and this is episode 204 of the show. We're going down under this week to chat with Andre Slade of Swim Run Australia. We recorded this conversation the week after their newest event took place in the Gold Coast of Australia, and it was super fun to get the lowdown on the swim run scene down there, plus get a mini race director's report on how the event went, and, and a lot more. This was fun. We don't hear from down under too often. No, we don't. So it's always good to hear yeah. uh, from down there. But first, training update. So well, we, as you may have heard last week, it's officially <laughs> off-season time. While we don't have a training update to share today, we would like to share that we have survived our first gauntlet of the holiday season, Thanksgiving. Yes. Did not. Small. Uh, there's a little bridge, a couple bridge weeks before another, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another one. There, we managed to not go completely overboard, so that's a win in our book. We had our annual Low Tide Boys hike. Yeah. I would say minimal caring of the children. I mean, you you had to carry. I actually, yeah. I think I might have gotten off the hook totally. I don't think you carried anybody. Wow. Yeah, I carried that's my son, first. Javi, for a while. Um, yeah, in terms of, I always measure that hike. It's always fun, obviously. Yeah. But it's uh, it's always some amount of ordeal at some point. Of course. It just turns into an ordeal. You almost can't help it. <clears throat> this year on the on the ordeal meter, it was pretty low. It was Relatively bad. low. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Next wasn't year, bad. I bet we could probably go the full loop with no... Yeah. I think I think we're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. And then before you know it, they the kids won't even want to go on the loop. <laughs> right. They won't, the like, oh, you guys are so, <laughs> so lame. Now for this week's shout out. All you do is talk about swim run. This week's shout out goes to Adriel Young. Adriel is a four-time swim run world champion, former guest of the show, and an amazing ambassador for the sport. Mm -hmm. How amazing is he, you might ask, Chipper? Well, in today's interview, we learned how he literally brought swim run to his homeland of Australia. And we can't think of anything cooler. (laughs) I mean, than literally introducing the sport um, in the form of the first event ever held there to to an entire country. So, you know, so that's super cool. We hear about that in today's interview, um, but worthy of a shout out. Very worthy. All the way back in 2016, mm-hmm. kicking it old school, Adriel the Legend Young, as he's known in some circles. <laughs> now for this week's Feats of Endurance. This week's winner goes to everybody that raced Swim Run Hydra in Greece over the weekend. They're not dealing with cold fronts in Greece right now. Nope. They're living it up. Special shout out to Strava Club members Toby and G Flow, Chrissy and Bill, aka Mr. and Mrs. B, mm-hmm. and Hendrick, aka the Swim Run Papa, who raced. Very smart of the Papa to get to a little bit of warmer climate yeah, for to his, his, bust his, out monthly his monthly swim run. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I found out on Instagram, this is in Strava people, but the the we, uh, the we swim run folks from Wales went oh, down yeah. there to do it, so that's pretty cool awesome. too. Awesome. Way to go. Greece is probably a great time this year to get away from yes. that uh, England or United States or anywhere you're yeah. shivering your arse off there. Make sure you head on over to the Low Tide Boy Strava Club. Join swim runners for around the world as they train for stuff and things <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, the off-season stuff. You get to see what people's off-season things are mm. are up to this time of year. I love the witty titles. It's always uh, it's a good way to kill some time either in the pool or, or running on the trails or whatever. Yeah. Think, of, uh, think of whatever witty title you can. I mean, I've definitely had runs where... Um, I came up with an awesome title, yeah. and it just totally made the rest of the run. The whole run, I'm like, this, like, this, t- this is, is a great good. title. <laughs> I, f- I feel like we've I've also have had runs where we have workshop titles, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're like, okay, I think this one's good. I kind of want to go with this one, but <laughs> you might take it too, so we'll have to do, we'll have to adjust or put up each individual's. Yeah. Uh, There's been some good ones over the years. I think uh, one time we did the Ninja Loop, and I think one of us forgot a headlamp. Yes. So we called that one Two Ninjas, One Lamp. That was, that was the all-timer. That was, yeah, that's all-timer. solid. That's, uh, that's on the podium. Yeah. <laughs> that's on the podium, Estrava title names. <laughs> now for a little bit of show business. 
So voting for Swimrun.com's second annual awards is now open. Do, 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 do. Maybe maybe add some of uh you know air horn. Bam, 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 bam. You know, one of those. I could do the uh yeah, we can get some we can get some pomp and circumstance in here for sure. <laughs> Make sure you head over to their website. If you didn't catch that, it was swimrun.com. Second annual awards. <laughs> so head on over to swimrun.com to submit your choices for the best swim run in Portugal, your favorite swim run socks, and other cool categories. Voting is open till the end of the year, so you have time, but you don't have that much time. So don't wait to cast your votes. Mm. And yours truly, the Low Tide Boys, are We're also judges. judges. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. I guess I guess there's like an official selection and then the popular vote kind of thing. What are we? I think we're the official. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We but, we 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 choose our favorite yeah. races or our favorite sure. gear as well. So head on over to swimrun.com to vote on the annual swimrun awards. Always a good time. Yeah, it good, was cool last good. year. It's a great idea. Glad Absolutely. Doing it again. Now for this week's interview with Andre Slade of Swim Run Australia. Yeah, it was super fun to chat with Andre. Um, I mean, in short, he gets it. He gets it. He totally gets it. In this conversation, we chatted about how he discovered Swim Run, when he decided to start hosting events, what the burgeoning Swim Run scene looks like down there, and so much more. Um, he reached out to us mm. after, like, I think it was like the week of, of the Gold Coast, and mm-hmm. he was just, you know, asking some questions. I was like, dude, let's get you on the show. Oh, because what happened, he heard our um, live podcast in Austin. Yes. And he was like, hey, you mentioned you mentioned Australia, Swimming Australia. He wanted to know more. He's like, that's us. I was like, let's get you on the show. He said, okay. And he has, here we are. Yeah. He was like, I have a race this weekend. I'm like, can we do it right after so we can get a little race report? Dude, he was all about it. So it was he, super he, fun to chat with him. Absolutely. Very, very cool one that he listens to the podcast as well. Yeah. And we turned it around uh, so quick there. But also, we know we do have a listener base down down in Australia. So mm-hmm. always trying to turn everybody on to all the, the good things about there on that very uh, vast country. Yeah, and made some good points at the end there around, you know, helping Australians if they want to be on a world championship journey, yeah. how how to facilitate that because there just aren't any merit it's races tough. or anything close. So, yeah. so it was cool. It was cool. Well... Without any further ado, we'll hop along to our conversation with Andre Slade, risk director at Swim Run Australia. <laughs> Do their gels open the other way? <laughs> Upside down? Okay, very stoked for this conversation. Welcome to the show as the race director of Swim Run Australia. They recently hosted their Gold Coast Swim Run. Actually, at the time of the recording, it was a week ago, I believe. And we're going to get an extended race report. Interestingly, though, this is our second time covering a swim run in the Gold Coast because years and years ago, we had Ty, Ty Dokes on of the Burley Swim Run to talk about his cool community event. That's episode 63. But welcome to the show, Andre Slade. Hi. Glad to be here. Excited. We're yeah, excited so as well, and we're all bundled up in winter. And you're uh, you got a t-shirt on. It's full uh, full on summer <laughs> down there, huh? Yeah, I actually live on the Gold Coast, so it's pretty much summer here all year round. Yeah. Oh, nice, must be nice. Lucky, perfect. I mean, for you know, running. we really can't complain though. Yeah, we're in California, so we're <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm pretty California spoiled. Florida or of yeah, Australia. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, so you run Swim Run Australia, you put on, from what I can tell, three events from the website, and then, um, you know, how did you discover Swim Run, and what made you want to put on a series? Yeah, I guess my, my background here is, is predominantly in ocean swimming, so ocean swimming in Australia, or, you know, might be referred to as open water swimming around the rest of the world has, has been a, has been a big part of, you know, the Australian landscape for 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot, there's hundreds, maybe 250, 300 ocean swim events, community events on around Australia every year. And wow. um, I've been running a business called Ocean Fit for 15 years um, out of Bondi Beach to start with, which was, uh, which was incredible. And that was all about teaching people how to get into ocean swimming um, and be a part of these ocean swims. Um, and more recently, just before I got into swim run, actually, I, I took over another 
uh, another business called oceanswims.com, which is, I guess, the home of ocean swimming in Australia. It has a big ocean swimming event calendar and mm-hmm. uh, magazine and all this type of thing. So I guess I've kind of been in that ocean swimming space. Uh, and that's and on top of that, uh, I've also been involved in surf lifesaving since I was 14. So I'm in mi- my mid-40s now. So that's a, a long time being involved in surf lifesaving. And over here, for those around the rest of the world, oh, yeah. surf lifesaving is a volunteer organization that provides lifeguarding services on the beaches on the weekends but there's also uh, a sport involved in that as well um, they have surf ironman racing you know um, surf swimming is a big part of that sport as well so i guess i've just been involved in um, that side of yeah kind of swimming um can i ask you a then, question how much time do you spend in the ocean versus on land because it seems like you're spending most mm. of your time in the ocean uh, this is kind of like a, a, a pre-children, post-children question. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pre-children, I would be in the ocean for hours a day um, and many, many hours on the weekends. Post-children, um, I struggle to get to the beach except when I'm teaching. Uh, but my children are now kind of nearly three and nearly five. So we, mm. I kind of I feel like we're past that, that hard stage and we're going to probably spend a lot more time at the beach now yeah, same right. with surfing I, I do a lot of surfing or i used to do a lot of surfing but i haven't i haven't for a few years now and i'm kind of hoping once the kids get into it i can then start getting back into these types of things but yeah i still spend a, a lot a lot of time at the beach all right and uh, then yeah so my swim the swim run is um kind of exciting because i've i actually with all the swimming i do i actually like running more than swimming which sounds ridiculous <laughs> but um, I've always just loved this idea of just being able to put your shoes on and run out the front door and go for a run. I, I never take any technology. I just love being in, um, you know, just running around. I get some of my best ideas from running. Mm-hmm. Um, so running's always been something I'm interested in. Trail running, um, even better because it kind of just mixes this whole idea idea of adventure as well as fitness. And uh, and so that was good. And so, yeah, so I've kind of always had a swim and a run. You know, those were my main individual sports, I guess. Um, and actually when I lived in all, cause I'm a, I'm a Kiwi by birth and an Australian by adulthood, <laughs> I guess you would say, so I'm <laughs> dual, uh, dual citizen. Um, so yeah, I was born in New Zealand, um, and some of my early days in, uh, Auckland in the early 2000s, they had this awesome series, series over there called Stroke and Stride. And I guess it wasn't a swim run, but it was a really popular, uh, run, swim, run series that would be on every Thursday night, I think at the time. Uh, and that's that's probably my very first taste of the whole run swim run kind of um, concept. Yeah. And so I always loved that. And ever since I've been in Australia, I was kind of thinking, gee, we need, we should be doing this over here. Um, but a lot of those types of events are really based on like, can you find the right place and kind of make it all works. And and I can probably talk about this later. Everyone had you can have great ideas about events and all this type of stuff. And then and once they're in, when they're in the idea stage, they're amazing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. once you, Put your race director cap on they just get the questions get harder and harder and all of a sudden yep. this amazing idea you know just kind of fizzles out but um so yeah but more recently in 2016 that was when adriel young um he put on swim run australia his very first event that was actually the first swim run straight or first swim run in australia um and so we know adriel now he's gone on he just won the legend. oh yeah 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 he's we, a legend five-time world champion now or something yeah, so he's a pretty big deal. Um, and so I, I had known Adriel through Surf Life Saving and Bondi. Um, we're here for yeah. lifeguarding. Um, yeah, I actually did the – I was just starting to date my now wife, and we saw this swim run was being put on, and I was like, man, this is like my perfect event. No <laughs> and that's great for me because I have no interest in cycling at all. Um, and this idea of multiple runs and swims was like, wow, you know, could there be anything better for me? Because it's it's a bit more exciting than just a run, swim, run. You get to you know go on this journey. Plus, it's adventure. And I was just like, wow, you know, why why with of all these aquathons I've done, of all these run, swim, runs I've done for 20, 30 years, did I not even come up with the idea of like adding more swims and more runs to it? <laughs> just keep going, just you know? one and done. And, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, how did it take this long to think of adding more swims and runs to a to a run, swim, run? Um, yeah, so I we were I remember sitting at a table with my wife and I'm trying to impress her and I'm like, oh, you know, why don't we do this event? And I'm like, <laughs> all right, okay, I was, I don't know, we'll see how this goes. So we and we signed up for it. The the, the event sold out, um, and we did this event. 
now. This was the crazy part. And the fact that we're still together as a husband and wife is, I, I don't even understand how this has happened. I'm very much about doing the event just to enjoy it, to enjoy the scenery, mm-hmm. to be in the moment. Um, but I quickly found out that she was not that person. She was head down, focused. She's racing. You know, we're, we're racing, we're competing. And I remember <laughs> wow. there were two moments in the race when, um, and this race is amazing that um, Adriel put together. You actually, um, you run towards the, the heads uh, the, at the entry to Sydney Harbour, so you get to look at that. When you're running back, you see the Sydney Opera House and you see the Sydney Harbour Bridge in the distance, wow. and it's all, you know, it's amazing. I've lived in, I lived in Sydney for 15 years, and, you know, and that was, I could see that stuff every day, but when you did in the race, you still were like, wow, this is you know, really cool. Yeah. Anyway, we got to this one point um, where we could, where you could see both the Sydney Opera, Opera House and Sydney Harbour, and I'm like, Jules, how amazing is this? Look at that. And, and I started slowing down a bit, and all I heard was, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you know, it's not time to stop. There's someone behind us. And I'm like, oh, gee, okay, all right. Yeah, we, keep, we keep running. And then just about towards the end, there's this uh, a bit of a beach run uh, towards the end, and we were running along the hard sand, and there was a flag up in the soft sand, and we kind of thought, oh, do we have to go around it? So we decided to run up into the soft sand to go around the flag and down. And at that moment, like as soon as I hit the soft sand, uh, the, those muscles that sit inside your thighs there, they just mm. like tighten right up. And I literally couldn't walk. And so I look around and Jules has got, you know, 10 meters ahead. She looks around and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't walk. And she's like, you have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my experience of uh, the first swim run. But uh, needless to say, I got... Um, I got hooked on it then, and I did one the, the year after, or the year after that, um, when I filled in for someone whose partner had um, pulled out at the, you know, two days before yeah. the race. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'll just jump in and do it. But I hadn't trained for that mm. one specifically, so I was like, I said, mate, I'll get you around the course. I'll help. I'll be. I'll be all good in the swims, but some of those runs, I'll just uh, will be a killer for me, but yeah, yeah. no, that was, that was all good. So that was like kind of my introduction to swim run, got excited about it. Um, and yeah, then just about, yeah, 18 months ago, Adriel had had a really good run. He'd run four events, um, at the, at that same spot. And then, you know, we all know COVID hit and yeah. Adriel um, got a Swedish wife. He's, he's moved over to Sweden and, um, he really wanted the event to continue on. And, um, and I said, look, yeah, I'll, I'll take it on and, continue his legacy and and see if I can't um, take it to the take it to the next level as well and grow some grow some events and and grow the sport here so um, that's that's that's, that's, how that's what you're up to now <laughs> yeah now yeah now we have three events and we're, we're looking for a few more but awesome and and as Chris mentioned at the top of the show you just wrapped up the Gold Coast uh, swim run there, which was a, a two, two distance, uh, five and a half K and then a 12 and a half K option. What's your, uh, what's the race directors, what's the race director report on that one? The, the quick and dirty. Yeah, it was really exciting. Actually. We, we initially had, um, and I know that we call what I'm calling short and long is very different to what short and long is overseas, but our short event here was uh 12 and a half K we did initially have a 20k well, enduro event mm. um, planned, but we quickly found out early in the piece that we, we probably didn't give people enough time to, to train for it, so we just weren't getting the numbers in that in that big event. Um, so we cut that one out early and, and threw in a, a super sprint distance mm-hmm. of about five and a half six k. Um, and yeah, we were we were pretty excited. We had a we had a good turnout. We uh, had a really nice morning. Um, uh, I, I guess what was different about this one is that there was a couple of ocean swims and perhaps even different to ocean, ocean swims that have been part of other swim runs in, 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 a, in the US. There were a couple where you actually had to swim out through decent surf to get out and that hadn't been done here before and I, I, I hadn't quite seen it overseas either so I didn't quite know how this would turn out. Um, but yeah, it, was, it proved a pretty decent challenge. Early morning we had light winds and so the front markers they got some really nice uh clean water conditions and mm-hmm. um and then the back markers once the wind got up during the race they oh. had a bit more of a challenging wind swell and 
you know, people were losing shoes, body surfing into the feet wow. and all this crazy stuff. And um, because you kind of think, you know, all the swim runs you see around the world are, you know, tend to be in lakes and all these like beautiful, um, you know, calm waterways. And, we, and I'm sending these these athletes out in the surf and it's about three to four foot windswell and we can't get them right out the back of the surf, but we've got them in this little gutter um, and, yeah, it's wild. I've, I've seen some of the drone footage and people are wild. We're, we're getting washed around like a washing machine, but I, I haven't seen anyone body surf in a swim run event before, and I got to see it on the drone um, just recently, so that was that was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, the, the Gold Coast is, you know, for people that haven't been here, um, you kind of see the pictures of all these big, long golden sand beaches and mm. the surf, but there's actually a couple of creeks here, um, Tallybudgera Creek and Currumbin Creek, which are actually really beautiful, and they're kind of like little inland waterways, and they have nice boardwalks that run around them, and the water's actually really nice and beautiful. And so um, the people that had come from out of town that had, weren't from the Gold Coast, you know, at, at the end they were like, wow, I didn't realise there were these, you know, nice creeks and things to swim through. So that was that was part of the reason why we just put the event on and got it happening really quickly so we could get this footage to show people from around Australia, hey, the Gold Coast is not just about these big, long, beautiful beaches. There's actually these really nice inland waterways um, which allows us to have some variety in the in the swim legs. Um, so yeah, that was it was it was really good. Awesome. And what what was the uh, how were you happy with the turnout? And what would you say the the mix was between people brand new to swim run and and folks that you had been seeing for for a few years? Uh, it was it was ninety five percent new. Uh, <laughs> okay. wow. We're in nice. a brand new yeah. So we've you know the first event we ran was you know obviously. Sydney has been the Sydney East event, which is what we call it now, which was the original. That's been run mm. for five years now. So there, there's mm. a community of people in Sydney who have heard about Swim Run for a long time. They know what's what it's all about. They've seen it. Um, a lot of them have do the, the race every year. And so there's kind of that community there of people that kind of know about it. And so when we put on our Sydney North event, which is on the north side of the harbour, um, back in October, that, that went really well. Uh, because we, you know, we weren't having to educate the community about what swim run was. They kind of had seen it, so we were just kind of, you know, giving them a little bit more information and trying to make it, you know, exciting. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't hard to sell, um, and that's that was a beautiful event. That's probably my favourite course. Um, but the Gold Coast one, the Queensland, which is the state that the Gold Coast is in, is a they had never seen it before, and so um, there was a big educational play at the mm -hmm. beginning so we weren't just trying to get people to enter this specific event we were having to educate them about what swim run was and you know nice. and then so we had a lot more questions of you know oh, do you definitely run in your shoes or can i just do it <laughs> um and so you know we just had a lot more of that going on yeah. and you know the first race anywhere is always the hardest you've just got to you've just got to get it run um you've got to get that that footage that imagery and then when people can actually see it and other people are talking about it then it will be a lot easier. But we had our range here in Australia normally goes from around, you know, your teenagers, um, which we don't get too many of yet, but I'm hoping to grow that. But we have a really big portion of our competitors who are in their kind of 50s, 60s. Mm -hmm. um, and that's and a strong female, a strong older female contingent as well, um, having that's a go. So um, that's really cool. We just here, I'm purposely making swim run a sport that isn't just for the elite or for the, hut, the, yeah. the big athlete because yeah. we just don't have that market here to to be able to run events just for your, you know, your elite adventure races. Mm -hmm. We have to make this sport here for your everyday um, swimmer or your everyday runner who's going to train a bit more in, in their, you know, weaker discipline and just have a crack. So, um, no, I'm pretty excited. I, just, I love the variety of people because if you looked at the event, here and I took a photo of our participants, and then I look at a, an event at some of the bigger races around the world. You'd be like, "Oh, what? what? <laughs> Gee, they look a bit. Are they athletes?" <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, well, we ask I that question of that ourselves is. all the time. No, the athletes. Um, <laughs> let, let me ask you about about. Um, so, in terms of downloads of the show, Australia is the number six country. Um, you know, USA is top, then Sweden, UK, smattering of European countries. And then we have, and Canada's up there, but then we have Australia. So I'm curious, you know, you, have, you obviously have the finger on the pulse of race registrations and what that looks like. 
can you give us a sense of kind of what the swimrun, like what what the, where the swimrun scene is at? I mean, you, you're talking about that's a bunch of beginners and stuff like that, but are you sort of feeling like there's more communication, more knowledge about the sport? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it was quite interesting. This morning I was uh, at the swimming um, pool at, at Squad, and uh, I saw a couple of the swim run caps from the weekend, and so I started oh, talking nice. to them, you know, because they're already wearing nice. the wearing them training and I talked to these um, two ladies that had come from Melbourne to race. Um, and so they had traveled across the country to, to be a part of this event. And they were saying that they've already been online and they were watching YouTube videos of, of the swim <laughs> yes. runs overseas and all They're that hooked. kind of stuff. So, yes. so and I think I've heard you guys talk about it before. And like, once you get someone into it once, there's this kind of like bug, you know, you get the bug and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I can do this. And what's next for me? And where does this, where does this go from here? Yep. So, Mm-hmm. Um, we're at the moment we're kind of in this phase here where we we really need more events, and that's why when I took over, I I worked really quickly to get more up straight away. So mm-hmm. you know the, the first event I ran in Australia was in April this year, and then I've already run two more and mm-hmm. two different locations. So because the key is we just got to have more events so that people if it, if it's only one or two a year, people don't really speak of themselves as swim runners they just oh we'll just go and do this event mm-hmm. yeah um, it's kind of cool and different this year so you really need multiple events so that people um train to be a swim runner they have a program of events during the year that they feel they can you know have a regular goal and things like that so if we don't have the numbers we just won't we, we will have a you know people will have a fleeting interest in it and we'll, they'll duck in and out once or twice a year but they won't i don't think they'll be swim runners Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. We need more more events, and there are some other events in WA. Um, hot on the heels of the very first Sydney swim run from Adriel Rotnest um, swim run started up, and they ran that for three years just before COVID. Um, and that that to me is probably one of the more kind of epic locations for a swim run in Australia because it is you know circumnavigating an island um, mm. it's 33 kilometers which is quite rare to be able to find a course like that in australia um and there's another event in wa the transcape swim run yep. Um, yep. which is um, exciting as well that's 26 kilometers unfortunately wa you know people don't understand the scale of australia you know it's bigger than the u.s and canada yeah. um so like you know if you live in sydney getting to wa is a you know six seven hour flight and you know, yeah, it's a whole day to get there type scenario. You don't just pop over <laughs> to WA to do a an event type of thing. Whereas the East Coast is a lot more um, accessible. Um, so yeah, so we haven't seen Rotnest come back. I have talked to to the gang there um, before, but for someone like me who lives on the East Coast, you know, trying to run anything in WA would be like I might as well go and run it in you know China. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but the Transcape guys seem to be um, consistent with their event, which is great. Uh, we had a new event in um, in Jervis Bay um, this year, which is south of Sydney. Um, so those guys have, have thrown one in there as well. So at the moment, we've got four events that seem to be kind of on the calendar now, um, okay. which is good. Um, we're definitely looking at m- uh, more locations. Um, but I guess my strategy at the moment for Swim Run Australia is just to make the sport accessible. Mm-hmm. And to do that, <clears throat> we need to have them close to the, the major populations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I run them in Sydney. That's on the, and the Gold Coast. That's really accessible to Brisbane. Um, we're looking at a Melbourne location. And so they may not be these, you know, when you kind of think of swim around, you think, oh, let's go into the wilderness and be yeah. totally away from everything. But mm-hmm. that's wonderful for the <clears throat> participants and that, but it's just very, very hard from an organization point of view to, to make that work. Um, so I think, if we're going to set up for the longevity of swim run in Australia, we need a good base first. And so we just need really accessible events that people can do easily. And once we build up that, those numbers and we build up, you know, the excitement, then we can look at, you know, the odd event that's a bit more, a bit trickier to organize, but a bit more fulfilling as far as adventure. And sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Something more in line with like the European sort of world series, quote unquote style event yeah but we don't australia's a little bit um different than that we don't have these beautiful archipelagos and great lakes and things 
in Australia. A lot of the flat water locations in Australia are full of sharks and deadly sting, uh, <laughs> and crocodiles and all that type of stuff. So yeah, you could run an event in a cool set of islands up in the Northern Queensland, but you know, it'll be how many of you are going to finish the race type of yeah. thing and not, not because of injury, but because you're still alive. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, finding the, finding races where we can have good, a good distance, you know, getting up into that 30, 40 kilometers, Without having to have circuits, Multiple, or yeah, that's that, those are very very difficult to find, and that's why that Rottnest one's um, exciting as well. Um, and then most of the waterways in Australia are on the beaches, and the problem with running events on beaches is that you have the surf, and so if it's flat, you're going to be fine. But if the surf gets up, then you have to cancel those swim legs, and mm. um, and so I'm kind of averse to running any event that has too much surf beaches in it because the anxiety is too crazy as an event organiser. You, you may or may not be able to deliver for the participants. Yeah. So you really have to find events that are in flat water locations that um, have less chance of being cancelled. Um, and that's and that's what really what you're weighing up is, yeah, there's some amazing locations here that you could run events in, in a, but you would have to have the perfect window and the perfect conditions. Um and no one likes turning up to a 30k race that promises swims, and they end up doing a run, you know, a 30k run. Yeah, yeah. trail run, especially if you're like yeah. in a wetsuit or something. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Now you mentioned earlier about having, you know, when you setting up, standing up the race in the Gold Coast, like having to educate the sort of the locals. Um, ex- I'd love to hear more about, you know, how how you do that because it's the same thing here. You know, events in the U.S. We were talking to a race director that was putting on a race in Massachusetts and Cape Cod. And they had all these questions about the tether and stuff like that, which seemed, which was interesting for us to hear. Cause one of the questions was like, well, isn't it dangerous? Like, isn't that like a choking hazard in the water? And we're like, well, we've never heard that before. Like no one's ever mentioned that as a possibility. Um, but I'm curious, you know, when, when you are educating local officials, whether it's police, permitting agencies, whatever, um, what are you telling them? I'm just curious. Uh, Yes, it's very interesting, and I had I did have a uh, a little bit of a problem with that on the Gold Coast talking to the local authorities because mm. um, they're used to giving permits out for let's say triathlons and ocean swims, um, but they'd never really come across this idea of <laughs> of a swim run. Yeah, uh, and the major the major difference is that if we're talking about educating authorities, is that in a, in an ocean swim or a triathlon, the swim happens in one location. Uh, in a triathlon, it's at the very beginning of the race. Yeah. In an ocean swim, well, it is the only only thing. So everyone's in the water at the same time. They're all within a certain, like, um, you know, space. More manageable. Yeah, and yeah. so it's very, very manageable. And and so in their minds, they have this picture of, like, you know, hundreds of people all in the water at once and, and all this madness. And I have to mm-hmm. say to them, look, you know, at this particular swim, people are going to be drip feeding through. And there might only be, like, there might be 300, 400 people in the event. But at any one time in that water space there might only be 12 people in the water yeah. and and they'll be like, Oh no, but you got 500 people in the event. I'm like, and they'll say, Oh, you need three boats and four rescue boards. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to hit. If we, if I go with your plan, we're going to have more people on rescue craft than we're going to have in the water. <laughs> um, and that, but they even, and so I got to negotiate a little bit, but even then they still don't really understand. So hopefully next time, you know, I can, I can say, Hey, here's a picture of, when the most people were coming through this location, this is where they were. This is what how many people were there, and we can be a bit more manageable um, because it, you know every time you add an extra boat, you've got a, you know it's more money and you've got more mm-hmm. people to get in charge with, and you've got more issues, and so you're just trying to find that right balance. Um, but for the most part, um, we've been quite um, yeah. The, the hardest part is that people think when you run an event like a swim run somewhere, you're going to have just bulk people all in one space. And so the education is like, hey, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're just literally drip feeding. So even though we're coming through this busy area, it's going to seem, it's you know, this is just a few extra people coming yeah, through. Right. It's not going to make a big difference. So yeah. that's probably the education on on that side. Um, we do it, we do find it a lot easier to, to get through councils and that because we're not locking down any roads. We're not, we don't have traffic management. We don't have... Yeah any of that type of thing. Um, so the course is completely open. We don't stop anything. Um, so they, they kind of like, like that part. It's like, Oh, so you're not closing a road. No, you don't want exclusive use of this. No. Like, okay, <laughs> Approved. Oh, it seems, it seems good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and then we, and then from the from the people from the people who we want to be involved in the sport um like i said before for me a lot of it was about getting imagery of just everyday people and just saying hey this is just you know so that people could see other people that look like them doing it yeah so they can say oh oh if, if that person that person looks like me and they're doing it you know it can't be that hard whatever so a lot of that kind of that imagery and making sure that we're doing that um and I'm, i guess i've learned a lot this year really around we try to keep i personally want to be as keep swim run as traditional as possible and i know like you know because no one really owns the event anymore and that was the great thing about the owners or the, the guys who started the sport they've kind of like let it just organically yeah propagate open around the world yeah. and people can interpret it however they like i guess yeah. but um i i do love this um, romance of of the of the team racing mm-hmm. um, and then like other operators around the country we've you know gone well yeah team racing is good but it also it's quite restricting and to getting people into it. So, you know, we've got this individual thing over here and I've kind of struck the balance of making the longest course courses, uh, team race only. Um, and so, you know, if you really want to do this cool long course, the 20 kind of K option, you know, you still have to be part of a team and that's the hook, you know? Yeah. Uh, nice. And, and I'll be like, well, yes, you can run, uh, do it individually, but you'll have to do the half, you know, the, the shorter course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and those really, a lot of people will go, I don't know if I'll like it. So we hit, you know, making sure we've got those stepping stones, like the sprint courses of around 5, 7K, the short ones of around 10, 12, 13K, so that people can come in by themselves without committing to someone else, have a crack, and then if they really like it, find a teammate, do the longer distances. Love it. Yeah. Do you ever get anyone come through the first one like that was, I'm going to go another lap if you don't mind. I'll have another uh, it's it's the wild west out there for the most part <laughs> i mean we, we put courses in and we put flags where you come in and out but people just like they'll they'll find their own way they, they're not and i i sometimes i get to the finish and i'm like where's your swim kit where's your shoe <laughs> like yeah who knows but if you try to control if you try to control every um swimmer or every participant it would be it'd be mad out there but yeah so even now looking at um like the equipment um, mm-hmm. making sure that people understand that they don't need to race with paddles. They don't need to race with a pool boy that, are, you know, those types of things. So, um, so I think some of the ideas that we've got coming out of the three events this year is just to, um, have a much bigger educational section on the website mm-hmm. and just really make it easy for people to understand that, Hey, if you just want to race in your swimsuit, your vest and a cap, that's it. You don't, you know, in shoes, that's it. That you, that's yeah. totally fine. If you want to run in, because we have people in Australia, I don't know if you've seen this overseas yet, but do you know, we would call them just Speedos or briefs, you know, mm-hmm. swimsuits. Yeah. You know, some of the guys are just wearing their briefs and a, and a vest and a cap. And that's it <laughs> for the whole race. So, so um, yeah, so whether you want to just wear that or whether you want to wear wetsuit shorts or, or a wetsuit or if you want to put on paddles and, you know, we've got some people that have got paddles the size of dinner plates and other people. Yeah, that have we've paddles. seen those. Yeah, and then <laughs> the Gold Coast one was interesting because you had the surf as well. So, that, you know, I said before someone lost their shoes body surfing. Um, but, the you know, getting if you're trying to duck dive under waves, you've got a three-foot wave coming and you need to get underneath it, but you're, you're wearing a wetsuit and you've got a pool boy, you know, that's not really conducive for getting underneath no. the water. So, it's a yeah, it was it's very different. But, um, yeah. I guess it's more about, hey, we, this is quite a relaxed sport, the way that we're running it. You just Here's a couple of things that you need to wear, shoes, um, your vest and your cap. But other than that, wear whatever you like kind of thing. So it becomes... Yeah. Yeah, I really, really love that from your from your site as well. I mean, you have it literally on the homepage, like an, a race for every, every body, not yeah. one word, two words. Um, so I, I love the the inclusivity there and and the really openness and that's that's something that we've been trying to to drive here because um, you know at the end of the day like people are having a good time just being out there and doing doing the thing whether that's the five k one or the bigger one or the world championship um, there and we've seen people um, of all also shapes and sizes do it all. Rather yeah, impressively. And, and these, and I guess I'm quite, I've been referring to them more internally than externally. I guess the urban swim run adventures, you know, so people, the idea that you can wake up in the morning, drive to the start, 
do an adventure race, finish by mid morning, drive home and have lunch at your local cafe. Like that's a yeah. pretty acceptable um, way to be involved in, in this, in this sport. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, you were talking about the education piece, which is so important. And I think like, uh, first of all, thank you for including us under the resources on the website, Good pro- looking out. providing podcasts, advice, how to, and memes. So oh, love it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Um, you know, there's, there's an organization in the UK as keen as mustard events where they put on these really interesting events that are essentially, they're less swim runs and more like, uh, swim run party or you know i mean i don't know it's just like uh it's like a gathering super it's it's not a race but i think i think they they still charge something for like the safety boats and whatnot but it just makes it you know no barrier to entry try out your suit look as silly as you want have as much fun as you want go as far as far as you want kind of thing and um you know, anecdotally, what we hear about that is that that's been really great in terms of just sort of, like, as, you, as you mentioned, trying to build like a bigger base of people. Like, we're firm believers, and I want to. I'm curious if you would co-sign on this that people, we just need to get people to try it. If we can get people to try it, the rest, for the most part, is going to take care of itself. Is that something you'd agree with? Absolutely. And one of the things from a race director's point of view is when you put on a race, you have a whole set of fixed costs. You know, you've You've got a venue that you've you've paid for. You've got all the, the things that go into that you're going to pay for no matter how many people are involved in the event. And so one of the things that you think about is, okay, no, we've got all this stuff here. What else can we do on that day? Mm-hmm. Because we've got permission to be there all day. We've got all those, all the facilities for the day, all the infrastructure. So what else can we do? And so we start thinking, well, why don't we put on just like a mini runs from run series that people can just do in their bare feet and, you know, without any equipment um, or can we get, yeah. you know, the kids down there with their family, just doing something where it might only be, you know, it might be just a runs from run, but that's a stepping stone to, you know, runs from runs from runs from runs from runs from runs. So yeah, there's lots of, you know, and we're thinking about that now, how can we make it more of a f- festival of swim run for the day? Because we've gone to all this effort of getting the site ready for this event. Um, you know, how can we, what are all those other add-ons that can pull in someone who's not quite ready for this distance, but would do this distance, someone who's just wants to put their toe into it. Maybe, um, you know, if, if, if it's a pricing thing for someone, they might be willing to get involved up to a certain price point. But after that, you know, it's probably out of their reach or, um, you know, those, those types of things. So yeah, just, and I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to look up the one that you're talking about because, you know, one of the things that I'm big on when I'm when I put my ocean swims cap on in Australia is that the the sport needs to work together to grow. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the, my pet hates is organisers that keep everything to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does no good for them. It does no good for the sport. It's just an ego thing. And every every organiser needs to be sharing openly all their ideas, all their contacts. You know, we you know we we understand the barriers. You don't go and put a race on next to the same weekend right, yeah. that's yeah. um that you that's kind of helping you out and i mean those are the unwritten rules but uh, apart from that we should all be sharing everything because um you know I, I'm, I'm a marketer in a different in a different life and it's you know if we if we grow the industry if we, if we grow the market you know your slice of the pie just gets bigger you know like it might mm-hmm. be the same pu- slice of the pie but that pie gets bigger so your slice mm-hmm. gets bigger and um you know, the more events, you know, people say to me, oh, someone else is putting on a swim run in Australia. I go, great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, the more the merrier. Like if I had more swim runs in Australia, um, then my events are going to get bigger because we're going to have more swim runners doing swim run events and we're going to have more adver- um, other more events advertising swim run and so that will get in front of more people. And one of yeah. the hardest things about being, an event director is, you know, your advertising budget, you can't, you're just never going to reach everyone. And the classic you hear is you put on an event and someone goes, oh, I didn't hear about that event. You can't have been um, advertising much. And I'll be like, well, actually we were, but, you know, Australia's got 25 million people in here. And if I had to advertise, you know, on a frequency of three or four, yeah. the person who swims and runs in Australia, I'd go broke, you know. So we just need more people advertising the sport to more people and right. no, no one person's going to do it by themselves. Um, so the more, the more we work together, the better. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a really good Love point about that. just having like more events. I mean, we see that in the U.S. Chipper, where it's like, you yeah. know, we know people who there's like two events that happened in North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, and a lot of those folks had really not done swim runs outside of that state. Um, you know, this year a bunch of folks went up to the, a race in Maine and things like that. But but it's like, yeah, you you almost just need just more events, as you mentioned, to make the pie bigger. And also to, you know, if people are, I mean, I'm sure I can speak for Chipper. We're ever traveling anywhere. We're just checking real quick to see if there's a swim run happening that see weekend. what's going on. <laughs> just in case, <laughs> you know. So, you know, if there's events for, for tourists and things like that as well, I mean, it's great. I, I did that exact thing this week because my wife's Canadian. So we head to Canada uh, almost yearly. So we, we're heading there this year. And I was I just jumped straight on to find out if there is an event. And there is, there is actually, but um, we're going on a... Uh, a Disney cruise for the kids. So uh, mm. the event, I think it's like maybe the 11th of August. Is there one? In, um, and then it Edmonton? On the like 27th of August, maybe or something like that. Anyway, oh, interesting. They're, well, they're almost in the perfect time for me, but they're unachievable on this trip, which is yeah. Like, yeah. That's scary. But yeah, I do. I do the same thing now. Um, I wouldn't trust Goofy. He doesn't seem like a great partner to swim run with. He's a little, <laughs> yeah, we, coordinated um, we often, um, Toronto's home base for, for Jules's family and we up in the cottage country up up there there was an event I'm not sure if it's still running or it ever got off the ground I can't remember but we we definitely had our eyes on that one at one stage when we thought we would nice awesome well uh it's not you're doing all the right things which music to our ears we love to hear that you're you're welcoming everybody you're you're excited to see the sport grow you're you're not trying to to go too big too fast and and you're really respecting the sort of the origin of the story and and carrying on the the good the good work that adriel young has has done as well so this is all all music to our ears and we we know a a few folks down there that will be happy to hear you you're looking for additional swimmer locales come next year and we do really want to try and get um at least one long one happening a year uh, and I and I just recently listened to your the podcast about the new qualifying for uh, for the world championship. Oh yeah, and and I just couldn't help but feel a little bit. It's going to be hard for anyone who's really into the sport here um, to ever kind of qualify for that because we're just never going to know the the costs of traveling to Europe and US to mm-hmm. get enough points to be involved in it are are going to be insurmountable. I think for most, so I'm kind of hoping that I can work with that team there to maybe get a. Get a merit race, and, and, at yeah, least. A mer- yeah, a merit race or just an Oceania um, place, place uh, each year or something like that. that yeah. would give our guys something to strive for that would um, otherwise be out of reach because we don't. We are down under, which means <laughs> we're a, we're a long way from uh, from anywhere else. But I for mean, sure, for sure, amazing. Yeah, see. I mean that's it's a really good point. I mean, I think it's like you know, for people that want to go on that journey to the World Championship, and there's we recommend it. You know, it's it's incredible experience. You know, highly highly recommended if you're into into that sort of thing. Yeah, you're just really challenged. Basically, just it's a financial director's, challenge, yeah. really. To you'd either have to go director's choice, um, or or yeah, just spend a lot of money, which which is you know not cool. That's not easy. We actually had um, a, a big crew from New Caledonia um, at our Sydney North event recently, and they're running. Mm. I think they've got a merit status for the uh, New Mirror event, so. That's in, oh, nice. in the vicinity of Oceania, but it's yeah, it's still still going to be hard for these guys. So yeah, hopefully we can kind of work on a way of because one of the things that I think is important about growing the sport here is is having uh, local stories about having stories about our athletes that are participating yeah. in these big events around the world. And I'll definitely be making sure that I hear or I know of and hear people that decide to go over and compete in any of the big events, so that we can write about it. We can. We can make, you know, we can share that story and and make it, you know, something a big goal for others that are doing some of yeah. our more kind of because we're going to obviously have our own swim run culture in Australia, which is going to look very different than overseas. But still, it looks, you know, those going overseas is still going to be, you know, the pinnacle for some of these guys. And if they they can find another way of of getting there without, you know, mortgaging the house, it would probably be uh, <laughs> exciting. But yeah, ever we. You know, in any sport, you need to have, you know, those guys that are competing in these big events and and mm-hmm. and like that. And it's good having Adriel as an Australian rep, and he still flies the flag. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's just unfortunately he doesn't live in Bondi anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We we interviewed him a few years ago and he was this was during COVID, so he, he had to stay there. in some hotel. So him and his family flew to Australia for the holidays and he was held up in a hotel for a week or something. All right, because so, it was like a quarantine. Yeah, he had a quarantine before period. being allowed. Yeah, that's right. Crazy. I remember that. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, you know, Andre, it's been awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much for taking the time and, and letting us, you know, get a get a, a finger on the pulse of the scene in Australia and everything you're doing to help grow the sport. I mean, you're doing exactly what we're trying to do, but it's much harder. You know, your job is much harder than ours. All we get, to, all we need to do is talk. You're actually putting on events. Thank you so much for everything you're doing to help grow the sport. And yeah, you know, with whoever flying to Australia, we'll make sure to try to link up some dates here to to make at least one of these races. Yeah, work. you have three three events for 2024. And for more info, be sure to head to swimrun.com.au. Yeah, is where you find that. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. It's great. I've been um, listening to you a lot uh, recently just to get the lowdown. So I feel like I'm, I've filled up my uh, my pot of swim run knowledge through your podcast. Well, we have a deep, <laughs> deep, uh, deep pool yeah. to pull from if you need any more. Your couple so, runneth over. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks, Andre, again for, for your time and uh, congrats on all the success down there. And we're, we're rooting on for you. Thank you very much. That's all it right. for this Cheers. week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a wet rating or review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the sport of swim run. Check out our website, lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z for swim run resources, including gear guides, tips, how-to videos, and so much more. Make sure to check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, Send us a DM or email us at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run and other activities. Lots of activities. Lots of activities. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Then a run. And then a swim. Then another run. Then another swim. Then run some more. Just keep going. Let's go. And then stop at some point because, you know. And fuel. Don't forget to fuel. Got to fuel, too. Of course, yes. (laughs) 